You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. But shit, we've still got stuff to talk about. And folks, that's the way we start Geekiest Show Ever, episode 217. Mark has shit to talk about. <laughs> Gee, that was sprung on me really, really quickly. I didn't even get time to hit call recorder. But don't worry, Kevin, we've got a backup. So if your system goes kaput, my system's kicking in. Yeah, we should be good. Should be good to go. The listeners will get something. We can't guarantee quality, but we can guarantee quantity. We can't guarantee either one, if you want to be honest. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, who wants to offer a guarantee? I mean, then they'll ask for their money back. And Well, we do get... We do they, have, haven't, they haven't really paid us anything yet. Well, as I say, we have a triple their, triple their original payment back plan. Ooh. I didn't know about this. Yeah, they get three times nothing back. <laughs> so three times nothing is... Come on, site, nothing get your calculator is, out. Times nothing. Three. So it's still nothing. That's it. Oh, uh, I feel sorry for the listeners now. Uh, I feel sorry for them every week. So. <laughs> I know. What do they put up with us? I, I honestly don't know. And you know what? They've got to put up with just you and me. I mean, we don't have Mike here this week, and we don't even have Elisa here to, uh, you know, make the, the show sound incredibly intelligent. We may not have Elisa here, but... Elisa lives on always every Sunday. Elisa was kind enough to send me her update for the uh, world the famous weather, weather report. <laughs> and and her, people do it just to irritate me now. I swear. I think you're kind of right, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> so for Elisa, let's see. It's that time again for the weather report. Today we will reach the low 90s, with 80s the rest of the week. And she said if we need to talk to her, she'll be out by the pool. Oh, lovely weather. Lovely. I, I mean, it's right now it's 77 here. I think it got up to about 80, maybe 82. I was outside for a little while, but I was under the umbrella in the shade. Yesterday we had a yard sale. I don't know what they call it in different parts of the world. Basically, well, we, we put call it a, a garage sale. Garage um, sale, yard sale. Um, something. Al- Elaine Giles, or uh, Mike Thomas gave me a different name they use for it over in the UK, a, a trunk sale or something they call it. I can't remember. I'd, I'll have to go back and look for the tweet. But um, Yeah, so we did that. And although it wasn't sunny, it was really humid yesterday. And yeah. I was schwitzing from the pitsons. It was, you know, I, I love a dry heat, but as soon as the humidity kicks in, it doesn't matter what time of year it is, I hate humidity with a vengeance. Yeah. Uh, Mike says they're called car boot sales, is what they call them over there. Car boot sales. Oh, boot being the trunk of the car. Yep, yep. Okay. So not yeah, we, they... we, we, call it, we call it boot sales here as well, but uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, so no, we actually did. We had a really good sale. We managed to sell lots of crap. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually going through that process at the moment. I'm finally getting rid of the iPad twos, um, so I'm getting rid of some technology. It, basically, I got the shits yesterday with all the technology we had because I was trying to make some things work and just seeing, you know, could we get by another year with the iPad twos? No. Uh, absolutely not. So we're going to shift a few things around. I've got to get a new laptop. I've got to get a new 
iPhone and so forth. So it's the year of upgrades and the year of selling off old stuff to people who can put it to better use. Um, so that'll be interesting and entertaining for us as, as well as we move forward. I still haven't decided what I'm going to replace things with, but with the kids, what I'm doing is I'm going to put a TV in each of their bedrooms connected with an Apple TV, so an Apple TV for each, and then that'll take away the need for the iPad uh, because it'll basically do what they want, the catch-up TV, the, the gaming. Uh, and then, so I won't bother with getting new iPads for them, and then I'm going to get a new iMac, replace my late 2009 iMac um, with uh, a newer iMac that's going to be uh, in the main family area that they'll have to share. Um, and then I'll buy myself a, a new computer. I'm not sure whether I'll go MacBook Pro or whether I'll go the, the gold MacBook because I absolutely love that gold MacBook. It matches my Apple Watch. I've never understood why iOS devices, iPhone, iPad, with the gold, have the white front face. I just I don't get stand. it because... If you look at my watch, Kevin, it right. looks beautiful in the gold versus the black. And and those laptops, uh, like Alison Sheridan got same one, um, you know, they look gorgeous in the gold and the black. It just really works. But the gold and the white just doesn't look right. It'd be nice even no. if Apple had another option too. Yeah, but I, they don't. I mean, that's, that's the reason I always buy Space Gray when I buy iOS devices because mm-hmm. I do not like the white bezel. That is, and yeah. I understand that's completely personal preference, but there's a, of uh, uh, a, a, a mind trick that goes on, for lack of a better way to say it, for me because it makes the screen look bigger. If I don't see that hard edge when the mm-hmm. phone's off or even when it's on, it looks like it's fading away to me. I'm good. Yeah. I'm really good. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. I'd like to have that black bezel. Um, I think. You know, again, it does come down to personal preference. Gretel did have a white bezel with the 4S, and she didn't like it. And then when we got her the 6S plus, or the 6 Plus, uh, she went to to the black, and, and much prefers it. I think it depends what you what you're doing on it as well, and whether it's a sort of more an accessory for you versus a functionality uh, device. I mean, if you're looking at Facebook and just doing web browsing, it probably doesn't matter too much. But if you want to check out a movie or something occasionally or even watch a bit of YouTube, um, that kind of thing where you want a black to be black, um, then it's really much better, in my opinion, to go with the black bezel. Uh, It's fairly much the same as as my MacBook Air. It's got a a grey silver bezel around the screen, and I hate it. it. I want that black bezel that's in the MacBook Pro line and the MacBook line. It just has that classier look, that sharper look, um, and it doesn't detract from the screen. So, uh, yeah, look, hopefully they'll do it sometime, but certainly not in this generation, they're not. Yeah, no, like I said, I always prefer that. That, That's that's where I make my choice um, is, is on that. So both the iPad or all three of the iPads I've had, the one I've bought for some my daughter, um, everything, my phones, both my phones have been, you know, the space gray, what they call it now, with the black bezel. I just, I, I don't know why the white bezel bugs me so bad, but, I mean, you, you gave some very sound technical reasons, but it just annoys the hell out of me. But if they had yeah. the black with either the gold, or hell, even the rose gold, I'm not too proud mm-hmm. for either one. 
Yeah, look, they look great. I mean, the rose gold isn't a sissy-looking colour, let's let's be honest. It it changes when you move your head around, so it changes depending on the angle and depending on the light, which is really cool. Um, but, you know, it really comes down these days, I think, more to accessorising. And certainly uh, with me, with an Apple Watch, I want the iPhone to look similar and I want the MacBook to look similar. Um, you know, if they had a black uh, and gold iPad Pro, I'd probably go and look at, at that and instead of that, I have been considering an iPad Pro. They're nice. Um, but, you know, will I end up hitting a brick wall occasionally? And, they, yeah, they do cost a lot of money, Kevin. But, hey, look, I'm looking at a gold MacBook. They're underpowered and they're, you know, they cost an absolute arm and a leg. But I love that 12-inch form factor. I really hated it when Apple went the 13.3-inch uh, MacBook line and got away from the PowerBook G4 and the iBook uh, G3 and iBook G4 uh, 12-inch. I think I'm pretty sure they did an iBook. And I know that... The, yeah, uh, well, the titanium. The G3 is definitely a G4 in 12-inch. I can't remember. Was it the but titanium I, one, a 12-inch too? Titanium was. That was just... I had one of those, and they were just a killer Mac back in the day. Beautiful keyboard, beautiful solid construction, uh, upgradable. <laughs> you can't do that now. You've got to buy it the way it is and, and tolerate it for three to five years. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's... It's sort of a, a jumping back to what I prefer, which is that 12-inch screen. I never really liked the wide, uh, the wide screen view on a computer. I love it on the TV, uh, but on a computer itself, no, I, I preferred the 12. Uh, but we'll see what we'll see what I end up with. It's it's a year-long process to do these upgrades. It's not going to be done quickly. It's going to be done one step at a time. Make sure that I don't make any mistakes and buy gear that I'm not really happy with because it's so easy to get sucked in and you walk into the Apple store, you look at the iPad Pro and you go, wow, you know, you look at the 12.9 inch and you go, that's incredible. Then you go the 9.7, oh, that's too small. But truth be told, you come home and you look at your existing iPad 2 um, sized iPad and you go, actually, this is the right size. If I put it up against my hard-covered books on my bookshelf, it's the perfect e-reader size to mimic a book. Whereas the 12.9, I don't think I'd want to hold that lump of glass and read a book on it. Yeah. Now, I don't read a lot, of, a lot of e-books anymore. I've gone back to printed books. But that doesn't mean I can't in the future or I don't want to sit with it in portrait mode, if that makes sense. No, it does. And I don't um, – I, 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 like I like my iPad here. I've made no qualms about that. I think the – uh, the 12.9 inch for me, if I got one, would definitely be the laptop replacement. It would replace my MacBook yeah. Air, and it would and, have to work on a desk and landscape, in my opinion. And I know people that use them that way. I've seen mm -hmm. people they have the smart keyboard cover or whatever you want to call it, the Apple smart keyboard cover, and that's the way they use it. I know there's a, a guy that I follow online, and he does blog posts. He does writing and stuff like that, you know, right on that. I mean, and mm -hmm. it's sitting right on his desk. So it would work. Now, is it the ideal replacement for a laptop? No. But the what I use a laptop for at present, outside of my work laptop, it would work. The iPad Pro would work fine. So yeah. um, that's definitely... It is, a, it is definitely a case-by-case -case basis. And what you think 
you could get the most out of. I mean, I could probably go for a good 95% of things to the iPad Pro. And this is what I'm thinking about too. If I go with a newer iMac, um, it's going to have all the performance and storage and so forth and have that in the family area where, you know, you've just got different logins, different account logins, then perhaps instead of getting that $2,000 uh, MacBook, I can get a, you know, uh, say a $1,000 um, iPad Pro. And, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but it's going to be an interesting experience to go through this because it is a viable option to having a fully-fledged laptop. Um, it, it's a different product, admittedly, but it's not that different that it, it's annoying because one of the things I find I like about iOS is, and, and it's the one thing that I originally hated many years ago was apps. I used to hate having all these different apps and you've got a different app for every thought you have. But now I'm starting to see how it all comes together. I'm starting to see the home automation. I'm starting to see how from my iPad or from my iPhone, I can control my uh, OPPO BDP-103 Blu-ray player and all the streaming and it all just connects in and works. And this is something I cannot do on my MacBook Air. So if I was listening to uh, Tidal, for instance, and I was streaming down some music and I, I wanted to put it onto uh, my big system, I want to run it through the OPPO system. That, that thing's a beast. Uh, produces the best sound quality that I've currently got and that I can currently afford. Yes, I can use the Apple TV, but it resamples it and re-encodes it. So that's something that I want to stay away from. You introduce artifacts there, and it's not a good experience. Um, so I, I look at the iPad being, well, hey, I can just you know swap it across, just multitask and change the track or change the artist or change the playlist and then keep on working. And I like that. I, I think that's really cool. The other thing I noticed yesterday when I was playing around with the iPad 2s, I was doing a, I was finishing off a 2,000-word review for a Frank Sinatra album, and I decided instead of printing this and doing my hand markups, I would use Word on the iPad to actually just do the editing. And I found that that was very similar in experience to my normal hand markup because when you get the pen and paper and you actually do the hand markup, you're actually touching your words. You're actually connecting in a different way. And I felt like I was connecting with the words in a similar way uh, when I could actually touch the screen. Whereas with the MacBook Air, I feel distant from my words and I feel like I'm reading someone else's work. I know that sounds probably really strange. No, no it makes sense. But it's that, that almost tactile feedback that you get and you enjoy that that different view. So I'm even considering, hey, look, you know, let's go the iMac, let's go the iPad Pro and see how we go with that. Now, you may remember years ago I did an experiment with an iPad Mini. Could it be a productivity tool? Um, and that was back in the early days before everyone got on board and said, oh, yeah, let, let's see if we can make this a laptop replacement. Well, you could. It wasn't very good, and it didn't really work, and then everyone stole my idea years later, and then they bring out an iPad Pro, and it's like, oh, yeah, I've been working with this as a, a laptop replacement. Um, but anyway, you know, at the time, it was, it was really early on. I think there's been a lot more developments um, coming forth, although I was disappointed with WWDC with iOS 10 announcements. It was very iPhone-centric. It wasn't very iPad-centric, and what I thought was really weird about that was 
the iPad Pros are the latest and greatest. They should be wanting to, to pump that, to do stuff. They should have a different build even for iPad Pros. So the iPad Pro isn't just a larger iPhone, if you yeah. know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. It is, it is more than that. But you look at the 12.9-inch iPad Pro and you look at the home screen and it is a joke. It's laughable. It looks horrid. Now, okay, they don't want to do a drastic change. I can understand that. But there's more things that they could be doing to fill in that, that real estate or giving users the option to customize that home screen more thoroughly like they do on the Apple Watch where you can select whatever watch face you want and whatever little uh, elements are included on that watch face. That's what they need to do in iPad Pro, in my opinion, to make it a pro system. At the moment, it's still just that clunkier iPhone with a few more features, but nothing that's really such a wow factor that you go, okay, that's a revolution uh, of, of... you know, gooey design versus just a, a standard evolution of design. Yeah, no, I I completely follow what you're saying. And I, I do believe there was somebody that told you back when you tried that iPad experiment that it was going to go horribly wrong at that time. I'm trying mm. to remember. Maybe it shall remain nameless. Uh, no, he'll know it was me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, look, I, I had my detractors then, and, you know, it, look, you've got to try these things. I think that's where the, the, the key uh, is, is if these devices are going to be true laptop replacements, um, you've got to give them a try. Um, now, I say laptop replacement with the iPad Pro, there is no way I'd replace an entire computer system. I still believe that you need an, an iMac or a Mac Mini or, or a, a, a Mac laptop there are just still some times when, you know what, someone gives you a USB stick and you need it. Or there's sometimes when you can't do something perfectly in mobile Safari or one of the other web browsers or something. Something's clunky and you just, you know that you can do it 10 times faster on the Mac. Um, you, so you, you do need both. Um, will we always need both? Probably not. But no. for the foreseeable future, we definitely need standard consumers need both. Yeah, no, I I I would never go um, completely iOS. I and I say that right now. I you know, op- subject to change, um, I might say uh, I might you know in a few years say, oh no, I can do everything I need to do on I- iOS. But yeah, I, mm. it would not be my only. I would still maintain a. You know, my iMac as I have it right now, which I finally upgraded to uh, the Captain or some other future computer. But the iOS device, whatever it may be, is a complementary, complementary, excuse me, complementary device to the Mac. So it is it is a laptop replacement for around the house or a laptop replacement for around the office in meetings. It is not, in my opinion, a complete computer replacement. And even people uh, like Jason Snell and um, uh, I'm thinking, who, who does Mac stories? Frederico uh, Vitici. I uh, hope I said his surname correctly. Um, even those guys who do work a lot on the iPad Pros and do acknowledge that that's their main system, uh, they still, for things like podcasting and so forth, they still have to turn to a Mac. 
And yeah. it's just going to be that way until Apple does a lot of changes under the hood to take uh, advantage of that hardware. Yeah. What's it, interesting, it, you know, because there's enough power in those systems. Uh, those those systems uh, that the iPad Pros I'm talking about um, are as powerful based on Geekbench uh, scores as the entry-level MacBook and MacBook Pros and, and MacBook Airs. Um, so it's really, really impressive technology and what they've been able to do in a fanless uh, thing with an ARM processor. It's, it's impressive. So if they could harness that and have more pro applications versus you know, not so many pro applications, more consumer-based, I think that would be great, uh, or, or dumbed-down versions of the pro apps. Now, I wouldn't necessarily use them, but it would be nice to know that they were there if I wanted to use them or just experiment with them. Um, from my standpoint, I do writing 99% of my time, and Microsoft Office, uh, the Office Suite of Microsoft Word on the iPad is glorious. That thing is incredible it's just beautiful they did that right apple should just dump pages and i work and so forth and just leave it leave it to microsoft <laughs> they microsoft did touch interface correctly and and whether or not you like the the surface pro or the surface uh devices they had a few years up their sleeve with those devices before um pumping word and so forth across to ios so they knew what they could do on their own system and they took all the good bits and removed all the errors, moved it to iOS. Honestly, it's absolutely amazing how well it works. And I'm on, I've only been using Word on an iPad 2. So imagine how good it works on, on the Pro systems. And then with things like different instances where you can have multiple documents open in a single application, coming with uh, iOS 10 and so forth, that's going to completely change the multitasking side of things as well. Yeah. So they are, they are really moving forward, probably slower than we'd all like, but I think if we didn't have the Mac being so powerful and even Windows being so powerful, we wouldn't have anything to compare it to. And I think right. it's that comparison that, that, that kicks the iPad down and, and keeps it down all the time because we're not giving it, it its due. Um, so, yeah, look, time, time will tell, but I, I, I like the iPad Pro. I think I'd, if I went one, I'd probably go to 9.7. Um, and maybe I will just to try it. I mean, Apple's got the 14-day return policy. Hell, <laughs> buy one. If I don't like it, return it. They don't care why you return it. Or you, could, or you could just send it to me. That would work out just as well. Yeah, but Apple give me my money back. You'd want it for free. I'll send you a nice smile. <laughs> I like that. I, I, I tell you what, I, I'll, I'll, I'll send you something like that, and you can send me Neil Young's Pono player. I still don't have one of those. I don't want to get one. But I, are they available yet? They are. They're available in the US and in Canada. They're not available anywhere else. Um, I mean, I can order them from, from Amazon and so forth. But uh, look, there's it's a beautiful uh, digital analog player. Um, or digital to analog player adapt, um, but it's it's not well supported outside the US and Canada. So that's your big issue. Plus, it doesn't offer streaming. So you know, I'm, I'm committed to Tidal Hi-Fi, um, and I'm not moving away from that anytime soon. So now, Kevin, I, speaking of music, I did hear you on a previous episode talk about how you were going to check out like some music on Amazon. 
because it's there anyway. Did, have you checked out any? Yeah, I listened to like three songs. Three songs. Oh dear lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't. He, he he stymied, folks. You should see the look on his face. <laughs> I'm going to give you a challenge. Go to subjectivesounds.com. Go through my reviews and listen to the albums that I have reviewed. There you go. There is your challenge. And then you can write a little reply on Subjective Sounds and say, you're an idiot, you don't know what you're talking about, this album sucks. I could do that. We'll see. I won't say I won't. I won't promise I will. (laughs) Listen, I've got one Christmas album. Put it there on Christmas Day last year. Bing Crosby's... uh, uh, Christmas, Christmas album. Yeah, yeah. I put that one there. Yeah, great Christmas album. You know, I don't like Christmas music that much, but that album's always a good one to to turn on and play. I've actually got to get a vinyl copy of it this year, um, just so that I've got it. It's one of those ones that you, you sort of keep harping back to. And you know, if I if I listen to any Christmas music, it's got to be that one. Well, now I what I I. I somewhat facetious it's one of the one of the few that isn't pompous and and so forth that's why i, I, like I prefer it. pompous um there's <laughs> there's um i was actually listening to what i like to when i'm working and i can kind of deal with when i'm working is smooth jazz now Ooh. i found a smooth jazz station on amazon prime do not ask me who the artists were do not ask me who the what the songs were but I did have it playing for I don't know like fifteen minutes or so, and my cubemates. You need to listen. My cubemates uh, uh, were actually enjoying it. Very good. Well, if you like that, you need to listen to a review that I did recently on an unsigned artist, Sophia Feister. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the way to pronounce her surname. Um, anyway, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, album beautiful beautiful ep i should say and i've ordered the album and um she's sending the copy out today from the u.s and it's just i'm gonna be ecstatic with it so check it out it was published a couple of days ago um really really beautiful jazz uh jazz mixed with folk mixed with country mixed it's got a lot of elements in it and her voice is just Butter with grit in it. It's just, I mean, you know, that's, it's superb. It's just, it's one of the best albums I've heard recently. Well, it has to be all instrumental when I'm listening at work. I I can't have words because if I'm typing a document, suddenly the words appear. <laughs> in don't listen to that one at work then. <laughs> the lyrics will appear. Because I was typing an email, and I've said this, I think, on the show before, listening to a little ACDC, and I type, you're on a highway to hell. Can you please check out the... No, <laughs> what the... <laughs> hey, at least you weren't typing a whole lot of Rosie to someone whose <laughs> name was Rosie. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, hey, a whole lot of Rosie. How is your type? Yeah, that could have been really bad. Well, fortunately, I've also learned after all these years and a couple faux pas in my long past... I reread all my emails that I before I hit that send button. Oh yeah, even save them as draft and just go. You know what? I, I'm not in the best mood. I look. It, 
I need to deal with this, but maybe I can deal with this in half an hour's time. And reread it, and then you go, ah, oh, shit, let's just take out this paragraph. Let's take out all this profanity. There we go. That's much better. Oh, no, yes, these, okay. are, these are, these are uh, technical um, emails that I'm writing. Sure. I'm, I'm writing business class email. So That doesn't mean that they don't get nasty periodically, Kevin. Yeah, they do because I keep my I've kept my job for thirty three and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know what I mean the the in the inner office politics. Uh, oh yeah, those are the those are the ones that I write and never put anybody in the two box or the yeah. <laughs> or any of those box. I write the email, I can never send it, and then I go, ah, okay. That's, that's therapy. Sometimes it's just get it out of your system. Tell your computer it's all good. Yeah, no, I, I, I've done that. I've done that a lot. Hey, uh, before we get too far astray from the tablets, I want to make mention of something from last week that I mentioned. I'm a weekend with my Kindle Fire 7-inch, the mm-hmm. little 49 that I got for $39 U.S. tablet. Yeah, incredible. And I will have to say for a content consumption device, this thing rocks the world. It is really cool. Would it is it my iPad? No way in hell is it a replacement for my iPad Air too. But for just content consumption, I downloaded a few video podcasts on it, and I went into the outside this morning, and I was working on uh, fixing something for my wife that I was using my pliers. I was just sitting at the table out on the deck, and I had the the uh, Kindle there playing the video podcast. Worked out really well. So it's you know it's again for the price perfect little device so it could definitely be a nice complimentary device for content consumption i don't mm-hmm. think it's it, it's not even intended to be a productivity type of device um they no, and i don't think all tablets need to do that either i think as geeks we sort of push the limit and want them to be that but uh you know for for kids for for even not kids but even people who just want to watch netflix or something in bed but don't want to have a TV there or something like that. They're great devices. Or take with them while you're traveling or something and watch a bit of something. Wonderful. Yeah, I uh, I really am sorry that I had... No, I'm not sorry. Uh, I'm really disappointed now. It's, it beats the hell out of that little uh, Android tablet that I bought, uh, what, about 10 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, while still not a bad little device, this has a much better screen, much better speakers on it, and was twenty to thirty dollars less in price. Mm. Yeah, so but, but see, you could have held it out, and you would have missed out on the other one. It, oh, it's, all, yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to make a decision. I mean, and this is where even buying techno- technology in general, it's really hard. When do you, when's the best time to buy? Um, oh, yeah. And what do you buy? Because there's always something better around the corner. This is why I'm talking iPad Pro instead of iPad Air 2 because the iPad Air 2 is now approaching uh, 18 months to two years old in technology terms. It came out um, November 14. So yeah. it's it's getting a little bit old, even though it's fast and, and flies and so forth. But you kind of look at it and you go, if I buy that now, yes, it's a little bit cheaper than the, the iPad Pro, but I'm buying into old technology. And I'm not one for buying into old technology. Or if I am, it's got to be on Apple's refurb store and it's got to be discounted reasonably before I'll be interested to do that. And um, so, yeah, I, I think, look, everything has a purpose and, and so forth. Oh, yeah. I, but 
you've got to get it when the timing's right for you. And sometimes we make mistakes and other times we don't. Yeah, and like I say, the intent there is to do, I'm going to do two versions of hacks on this thing. I'm going to do the simple hack, which lets me have full access to the Google Play Store. And then I'm going to do the full root. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to completely root the device, because at $39, if I destroy it or brick it, eh. Yeah, that's, you know what, that's, that's when you put it in a blender and put a video on YouTube and say, look! My tablet got blended. This is what happens. No, I, I, send, had I send it to you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, the, the gift that just never gives. <laughs> That's right. It's a gift that never gives. Of course, you know, with it only being 181 days till Christmas, you know, I, I've got oh, time. Kevin, geez, that's worse than the weather report. <laughs> Where's me buckets to throw up in? <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 and you can take, I, Miss Elaine Giles and I have that uh, going back and forth on how many days left until Christmas. And she was mm-hmm. kind enough to remind me. Thanks, Elaine. <laughs> Where are you, one? So, but anyway, mo- moving on to something else. I don't know if you heard, Mike, or Mark, that uh, Mac NN is shutting down. Yeah, another one bites the dust. Um, it's interesting. Um, there's been a lot of publications that have either been closed down, sold off, merged with other larger publications. And what's interesting is the Mac or the Apple uh, market growth. I mean, there's more people than ever using iOS devices using Macs than ever before. Yet these platforms are unsustainable. Now, some people may point to, well, Bloggers, online blogs and, and stuff like that changes since, yeah, and, and depends what type of reporting you've got. You know, there's that too. I think we've got to a stage, and this is why I've stepped away a bit from the Mac side of news reporting and news discussion and, and why I'll probably end up killing NAMP. I should kill it. Every month I say that and I never do, <laughs> but I, I should kill it. Sometimes you've just got to kill your darlings to move on with life and just be, be done with it. It's, it's had its time, and it was good while it lasted, but now it's time to end it. I, I think there's too many talking heads in the Mac community. I think there's not enough news anymore to justify those talking heads. When I look at what some of the platforms and, and so forth that I even used to write for are reporting on, Ah, boy, I'm just glad I'm not writing for them anymore. Let's put it that way. Really? They they are pulling stuff out of their hats. They're, they're just they're reporting on stuff that is irrelevant. Their headlines are just link bait. Honestly, here's, here's my thing these days. I have two... Really, one site primarily, three sites that I check out on a regular basis for any Mac news. The one and only site I pay any attention to is sixcolors.com. That's Jason Snell's uh, site. Jason does a good job. He does a great job. He tells it how it is, and he reports on stuff that is interesting and viable to the Mac community. He doesn't, you know, deviate much from... uh, what's important to the users and the people who pay attention to what he's producing. 
The other sites I, I do look at frequently is iMore.com. I don't like iMore that much, to be quite honest. I put iMore down as the National Enquirer of a magazine type thing. I just, I've looked at what they've been doing recently and I'm like, yeah, really, I, we don't need that cheap how-to article anymore. That's really basic. You don't need to be doing that. They've cut corners. I'm constantly coming across errors, um, not technical errors, just typo errors and grammatical errors. But in saying that, uh, Renee Ritchie's stuff and um, Serenity's stuff, I always enjoy reading. Uh, you know, there, there's a few other writers across there that I don't mind, but there's some that are just like, oh, okay, no, I can't read your stuff or it's just not interesting. So it's a mixed bag for me. I, I go there primarily because I want to find out something about something that's in the news and it, it's current. They're pretty good on getting that news-related topic in the Mac community up to date and out ASAP. Um, and even their reviews are pretty good. But their general weekly articles, uh, most of them are hit and miss, to be quite honest. And the other one is Max Stories. Um, I do read that a lot. I read a lot of Frederico's stuff, not so much his other writers. Um, and the only problem I've got with Frederico's stuff is he, he writes a lot. I mean, a lot of people do. I even write probably too much than I should uh, in a blog post because you can. Um, but what I find, he goes over a lot of old territory when he writes. So he'll write a new article about you know, how he's using the iPad for productivity, and then he'll go into 500 words of what we already know about him, um, which should really just be on, you know, hey, background about me or background about the site, something like that. Um, That's more of so an editorial Jason, style, though, I think. Sorry? That's more of an editorial style for him than probably. Probably because it's consistent throughout and it has been uh, since the inception of the site. So it's probably not a bad thing. He's probably hoping that new readers will come on board. Um, I don't know Frederico at all, so, you know, I, I can't um, say what his purpose is. Um, but that, that's pretty much why those two sites are on my hit list, just because they do offer unique, different opinions. Uh, iMore is the up-to-date news um, and and... Max stories is more for, okay, something's been announced about the iPad or there's this really great new app that they've been looking at or working with, and I want to take a look at it and see what it is. And Six Colors is for absolutely everything. And I honestly don't believe we need any more reporting than that, to be quite honest. Um, yes, some of Jason's stuff on Six Colors gets republished back to Macworld, but Macworld's falling apart anyway. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I'd like to see Jason not publish on Macworld. Obviously, he needs a paycheck, though. And Six Colors is doing well, but, you know, hey, it's Macworld. They can afford to, to pay him a decent sum of money, and it's extra money. Why wouldn't you? Um, but at the same time, it's not the same team that was there there before. They used to be real quality across there. Now, yeah, I, I just wouldn't bother I read the articles that, that Jason uh, writes, and, and um, who's his cohort? Dan, um, I'm failing to remember his name now. I basically read everything that's on Six Colors, uh, yeah. unless it's something I'm not interested in. Well, now, I will say that I used MacNN for headline news, and I used iMore for headline news. 
type of stuff yeah. related because I liked both of them. Uh, matter of fact, I've gotten to know Mike uh, Werthel, who's one of the mm-hmm. managing editors there. And he's actually lo- fairly local to me. He's only about uh, 50, 45, 50, he's, you know, around 60, lives about 50, 60 miles away from me. So, And he and I were talking, and uh, actually he's going to be out sometime when he's out this way. Uh, just because I respect him and enjoy the stuff he writes, I told him it'd be my honor to buy him a, you know, a nice coffee or a beer and sit down mm-hmm. and just have a uh, shoot the shit type of situation or conversation. Uh, yep. And I'm hoping that all the guys there they do some pretty good articles. I like them. They're they're long without they're long enough for my ADD way of reading. Uh, that's yeah. the only problem I have with some of the stuff written over at uh, Frederico's site. Some of the Very stuff. Long. Some of the Mac stories, it's not bad, and it's not that I don't read it, but sometimes it's hard for me to get through the whole thing. I'm a little ADD when it comes to that sort of thing, and I, well, you know. Well, it's not only that. It's it's reading on the web. I think that's that's a very hard thing as well because there's so much more to do, and if you don't capture the reader early on within that piece, the reader's not going to read through. I mean, I, I write, you know, 2,000 words without a, a problem, but I've got to think about it. Is the reader actually going to want to read this past the first four lines? Yeah. And sometimes they, they won't. Sometimes they will. It, it just it really depends. And there's no true way to know what your readers want. No. I have, you know, I've even tossed around, okay, if I do a vinyl review, should I do the written review plus a YouTube review? And I just look at it and I'm like, you know what? I'm a writer. I'm not a videographer. I'm not a YouTube creator. I'm not that type of person. I want to write. That's what I want to do. And it's very similar with podcasts as well. I've used podcasts because I can explain my reasoning and my thought quicker than I can in the written word. But I'd much prefer to write. I'd much prefer to put it pen on paper type thing. Yeah, and I'm trying to write a little more. And and eventually, once I get to where I feel confident with my writing, I will start to publish a little bit online, a little more online than I do currently. Um, but I, I do plan to do that at some point, but like I said, Mac NN and probably iMore, uh, those were the two sites. A lot of times at lunchtime, I would hit skim through, get the news, yeah. get what was going on. Um, Jason site, I hit six colors. I did the rest of the sites, whether we're talking about, uh, Macworld, TMO, um, you name the rest of them. I follow them in Twitter feeds and I have a, a, a list if there's something through, interesting. That I have a list that I can go through, and I, I read their stuff, but it's a list of, of, of stuff that they've put out. Uh, much The only other site that I read regularly and is not Mac-centric is Lifehacker. That's one of the sites, just because I think it's really cool and all the wild and crazy stuff they come up with and put on there. So, But those are yeah. the three sites I primarily read when I'm just reading a site. Um, mm-hmm. So now I've got to find something to replace Mac and N. And I have to admit, too, and uh, this is kudos to them, back in the day, uh, I think probably maybe the second time I ever did NAMP with you, um, you know, this was early on, like in the teens, were the numbers of the episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was looking for topics and stuff to discuss, I quickly went over to Mac and N <laughs> to, pull, to pull up all... So, Mike, thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you and the entire crew. Um, you you helped me launch my podcasting career. So, uh, 
and I've miserably failed at it. But anyway, the uh... <laughs> it hasn't. <laughs> I haven't made a dime off it either, Kevin. In fact, it's cost me money over the years. It's cost me for a microphone. It's cost me for data bandwidth. It's cost me for web hosting. It, well, it's it, not. It's and... not uh, un- unless you're you know big enough in your your respective industry. You've got a very niche industry that you're creating a podcast in. There's no money in it. I, I honestly wish that Apple would put in a system where people could could click on it and and offer to, you know, so you'd have a free version, a bit like what Don McAllister does, have a free version, and then but have the paid version where people can click on it, pay 99 cents for an episode, and that's it. I'm sure people would either love to do it or they'd say, you know what, those fools are not worth given 99 cents my 99 cents to so i'm not going to well before anybody writes this yes we do know about patreon.com but there's a few reasons that we don't use patreon and i'm not going to go into those right now but there there we do know that you can do that so please don't anybody say oh wait a minute we'll give you 99 but when i say i don't think i've succeeded at it is uh maybe it's my vanity but i'd like to achieve more notoriety from my podcasting. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Kevin. I thought my fame would rub off on you. You know, what can I say? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the reason I started with you. Uh, you, oh you, God, you I, used, I used to go through, in in, uh, in the earlier days of NAMP, back prior to episode 100, I used to actually compete head-to-head with MacBreak Weekly. I used to be able to beat them in the charts, in the US podcast charts. Um, on iTunes, I would get higher. I've still got screenshots of where I'm actually ahead of MacBreak Weekly. Wow. And now it just, I mean, you know, there's no use. There's no use anymore. Didn't you say that one of the highest episodes that was ever done was that one I did with uh, Julie, Kirshen, and uh, Katie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, honestly, you know what's surprising? Even though subjective sounds, some of the stuff that Alistair's given me gets more hits than my own stuff. I'm kind of a bit jaded about that. I put other hosts on, they get better results. I put other riders on, they get better results. <laughs> well, it, well, it is Alistair. I mean, Alistair is a uh, god who walks among us. Yeah, I, I love Alistair's uh, riding, and his music is so unique that it even is beyond me. Let's put it that way. It, I listen to so much, and I think I've got such a, a wide uh, variety of, of music, but Alistair, every time he writes something, it's just like, Oh my God, where did you come up with that album? I don't necessarily like the albums he reviews, but you know what? I respect that he does, and I respect the reviews that he puts forth, and um, he hasn't done one in a while. I'll have to touch base with him and and find out when his next one's coming. Yeah, Um, and speaking of our listeners, I do want to pass along uh, to those that don't know uh, our listener, Mark Shepard, who has actually been on NAMP, if I remember right, or on this show, or maybe both. I can't yeah, definitely on Geekiest Show. We did a Geekiest Show Ever episode with him uh, once. Oh, we'd have to go back to the archives. It was quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, to those that don't know, Mark did have a stroke about a month ago. Um, he is, I did hear from a mutual friend, he is doing better. He is home, but he's not really online. He's kind of just uh, recovering. Taking, Taking an easy recovering. He's not... He's not interested. I do know that uh, 
he's he, we hope to have him back online and i do plan to send him a get well card i wanted to make sure he was home from the hospital first and i do know he is home now so uh we do wish him a speedy recovery um so uh but yeah he is a, absolutely yeah faster the better then he can finally open that mac mini now he he i think he ordered two more and he's just using them for <laughs> for foot props now just just to annoy you <laughs> So that, that that's just... I've, got, I've got to be quite honest. I thought he was crazy at the time, but those uh, 2012 uh, edition models, I'm pretty sure they were 2012 editions, yeah. they were actually more powerful than the new ones that Apple's released today or, or in the last update because they're quad-core versus just dual-core dual now. I honestly don't know why Apple did that. Dumb move. Honestly, sometimes Apple does amazing things, and then other times... It's just stupid. Yeah, well, isn't everybody? <laughs> Sometimes you can't fix stupid. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, it's, it's it's too bad, but it is what it is. So let's see. Now we're to the the uh, the new portion of the show, where Ooh. where we have our our new topic that uh, seems to be a hit with the people, at least from what I've heard. Um, it's what would you buy. And I set a very strict limit. We'll see how Mark screws around with it because he always finds a way to niggle around with it, um, or niggle his way Get out, out of Australian exchange rate. So, uh, the limit this week is we're, we're trying to keep it. We were we were creeping up really high, so I wanted to keep it low. And again, folks, it's not that we can't afford some of these things, especially at the lower end. It's just what would you buy? Would you buy it if you had just X amount of dollars just to chuck away? So this week I set the limit at $51. I made it specific. $51 to $100. What would you buy? Mr. Green Tree? what would you buy? What would I buy? I would most likely go, if I had money to blow in that vicinity, I'd probably go and buy something. I'd replace something. So I'd take something like... I, I love the Deadwood television series from 07 to 09, I think it ran. And I've been wanting to get it in high def for ages in Blu-ray. Um, but the price has always just been, oh, yeah, no. And, and my DVD one, versions are fine. They look great still. But I still want it. You know, it's that collector in me and, and it's the quality, the additional quality, the picture and sound. So I'd most likely go and start upgrading some of the older movies that I've got because that's in that price range where I could actually do that and therefore, you know, get better sound quality, get better picture quality. Why not? Oh, I knew you'd niggle out of it. You didn't come up with anything in particular. You just weaseled your I, way right I, through I, that it was, one. It was an upgrade to my existing catalog. It, it's like, look, I, I upgrade albums all the time. When a better mastering uh, comes out, and when I talk about better mastering, I'm not talking about these remastered things, digitally remastered. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a better mastering where it's actually proven that sonically there is an, a performance improvement and where you can actually enjoy it a little bit better. Then I go, okay, I don't want this copy anymore. I'm going to sell that copy or give it away to someone and gift it, and I'm going to get my new copy, and ah, bingo, perfect. So I'm I'm very much on the upgrade path when it comes to home media. Okay, I'll I'm I'm just gonna fucking let it go. <laughs> Seriously, what is wrong with that? Yeah, it's supposed to be something specific. 
You didn't get specific <laughs> enough. It's it's a format upgrade. I, I I don't know what I'd upgrade first. I got so many things. I just you know, folks. I try. I really try. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting. Oh, I thought I was getting the middle okay. for a second. So, so, <laughs> let, let me put it this way: If I had money to burn in that vicinity, I'd probably buy the Audio Quest Jitterbug. How about that? No, you already screwed it up. You don't get to change. <laughs> Alright, well, there we go. I have to use the Audio Quest Jitterbug next time. Yeah, well, the, the price will change, so then you won't be able to use it. There you okay, go. Well, folks, so for something real, as I look at Mark what with. Was real? Are you kidding me? It wasn't a figment of my imagination. I'm beginning to think you're a figment of my imagination. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, you might be that duspect and Horton heard the who. <laughs> I reckon I am. Yeah. Well, folks, my dust spec pick <laughs> is something <laughs> I've been seeing and jonesing about wanting for a while, and uh, probably add it to my Christmas list when that time of year rolls around. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Uh, just to piss Mark off. Uh, is the iFixit Pro Tech Toolkit, the new one that just came out. It is wicked cool. It's got plastic spludgers. It's got little things to yank screens off. I could pull out Mark's eye out of the socket. I could carve him up in you know, little bits and then tighten the loose bolts and nuts in his head to fix it up and probably still have parts left over, and Gretel still probably get an improved Mark. Yeah, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win. All I could, you, I could leave a spludger inside of you and you'd... No, it's it's actually a pretty cool little toolkit. It's sixty nine ninety five. Uh, most of the time, uh, you can actually catch it on sale. A couple podcasts I've seen have had a, a five or ten dollar discount on it. Mm-hmm. Um, full retail price they say is one hundred dollars. I have never seen it sell for the full hundred dollars. So, uh, but it's real nice. It has all kinds of little magnetic heads. It's got a little uh, flexible bit in it so that you can get into those tight spaces when you're turning screws and stuff. <laughs> Mark, stop, stop, stop. It's in the screen. <laughs> it's on <my> space. <laughs> folks, I, I tried. On the screen, guys. <laughs> I tried, folks. I tried to keep it up. And he just went right there. You see, folks, I try. I really try to keep our integrity at least the uh, bottom of the basement level. And then, oh, our- come on! It's fifty. It's fifty minutes in. It's about time we've got profane and stupid and silly, Kevin. Really? It only takes me about fifty seconds to get profane and stupid. I know, but we didn't do it this week. Yeah, that's true. We didn't. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Very, very cool piece of kit. Very cool piece of kit. So that's that's my pick for the week. So, folks, I think that's where we're going to about wrap it up for this week. Mark's got some obligations. I do, but you want me to quickly? Uh, oh yes, the question. The, the we have a question. Yeah, we had a question. Uh, Lister Jim sent me a question. Basically, he wanted to hear Mark's opinion. And thank you for reminding. And I forgot all about that. Was he with the rumor that? Uh, Apple may do away with the audio jack on on uh, the iPhone and possibly future devices, other other devices. And I think some of the Android phones, you're starting to hear rumors about that as well. 
where do we think and how do we think they'll uh, what or where do we think they'll put the DAC? And for people wondering what a DAC is, in case you didn't know, it's a digital to analog converter. It's what converts the digital signal to the analog that your ear needs. Unless you've got a chip in your brain, then you don't need it. But anyway, but he wanted Mark as a expert ranter to speak on the topic. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter if my knowledge is accurate or not. It's just let's rant about it. Uh, look, you know what? I've got a love-hate relationship with this idea. I love the idea of Apple moving forward and, and sort of breaking new ground, but I also don't believe in taking away something just for the sake of taking it away. Um, the When I look at the iPod Nano, uh, that is super thin, even thinner than the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus, and that still has a 3.5-millimeter headphone jack and, and uh, DAC in it. Now, one of the problems with the DAC, though, the smaller you get is the less quality DAC there is. That's why a few episodes ago I suggested that my uh, pick, if I had the money, would have been on the Oppo uh, HA2 uh, headphone DAC and, and amplifier that connects directly into the, um, into the lightning port. So you can actually get better quality DACs, and, you know, it depends what you listen to as well. If you're listening to Apple Music, a better quality DAC may help, but I'd honestly recommend better quality headphones. Of course, what Jim's asking is, well, what do we do? I mean, we've all got headphones that have the 3.5 millimeter jack in it. Now, the Lightning port itself does not contain a DAC. It doesn't even contain the amp. With headphones that do use the lightning connector, the DAC or the amp is actually in the uh, headphones, um, if they're over-the-ear headphones, or they're included in the little remote control on the cable of, uh, say, the Apple earbuds equivalent, or like my, my Bose uh, headset. Right. Yeah, the, the little DAC's included in there. And the so the zeros and ones are sent from the lightning port to the DAC and amp that's included with the headphones. And because the lightning port can send power, that, that's how the, the DAC is powered. Now, I envisage if Apple does this, they'll probably go and just have the DAC built into the little remote control on the, on the, on the cable. My problem with that is the smaller you miniaturize the DAC, it, it's for some reason, and I haven't really got to the bum of this, but heavier, uh, bigger DAC and amplifier parts generally produce a better quality sound and a more sonically pleasing sound. So miniaturization is great because in technology we want that, but for sound quality we don't necessarily want that. What it does do, though, is it makes the headphone reviews and the choice of headphones really, really important because they then will have their own independent DACs and you're going to have to choose which DAC best suits your needs. So there's going to be a lot of going to a headphone uh, store, a hi-fi store, listening to the headphones and seeing what is appealing to you. I think we're going to see a lot of crap come out, quite frankly, at the under, under $100 level that has that built in. I think you're going to be having to look $100 or more to get something of quality or rely on the Apple earbuds. Um, now, Apple have, well, they haven't said, but the, the rumors that have been coming out is that they're going to have an adapter 
Um, you're going to be able to put into the lightning port and then put your traditional 3.5 millimeter headphone uh, jack into. Now, if they do this, then the DAC and the amp will be built into that little uh, dongle that they add on. I don't know about you guys, but I hate dongles. Um, and because it's a 50 cent part, and honestly, they probably won't include it in the box. <laughs> They'll probably make us spend yeah. $30 for it. It's the way they do it. 50 cent part, a massive markup. You know, I think what they'll do, and this is why I, I think it will happen. I was dead against it in, in the beginning. I was like, oh, no, that's not going to happen yet. But the 5S models or the, the 5S uh, SE, the, the iPhone SE model, that retains the form that allows you to have the built-in uh, DAC yeah. and amplifier with, within. So if you want that then I'd suggest if you can tolerate the smaller screen, that's personally my size and my uh, favorite size, uh, then it's great. If you want the, the latest and greatest and largest screen, then you're going to have to either deal with uh, dongles or getting the DAC and amp system built into the headphones. The other thing too, and a lot of uh, manufacturers have been doing this, uh, Bose is one of them. I'm a big Bose fan, as you guys know. Um, They've been releasing a lot of Bluetooth uh, devices. So they've just updated the QC range to Quiet Comfort, which is perfect for people who fly and travel. They're noise cancelling. And they've upgraded those to Bluetooth now so that you can actually stream the music or any audio Bluetooth uh, to there. They've also got a sound sport ones. So for anyone who does a lot of walking and running, you've now got Bluetooth um, on there as well. And I think Bluetooth is probably going to be the key moving forward to avoid all those dongles or avoid cables. So, look, I hate cables, but at the same time, Bluetooth on an iPhone sucks. It's usable, but it re-encodes the audio. So I can't stream Tidal Hi-Fi via Bluetooth on, um, the, on, on the iPhone purely because it resamples the music. It doesn't necessarily resample it when you're listening to Apple Music because Apple Music is within the upper limit of what's supported on their Bluetooth protocol. they have Apple has yet to pay the license and adopt APTX. I was going to uh, say, is it, is it their limit or is it the A2DP, ATPX? It's, it's A2DP uh, limitation that it's not CD quality. So, I mean... This, Remember again, Kevin, I, I deal with CD quality. I do not deal with 320 kilobits per second or lower anymore. I deal with that, that higher quality. And for me, Bluetooth from iOS won't work. Interestingly, though, it works perfectly from a MacBook Air or a Mac. Um, they have implemented the higher bandwidth and paid the license fees on the Macs, just not on the iOS devices. So if you... Untitled Hi-Fi, which I know only a small portion of people are, but if you are or if you like listening to your own ripped CD collection at full res, at bit perfect, it's not going to be bit perfect. Um, you need to go Android uh, for that type of thing. Uh, there's a lot of Android phones that support a APTX text yeah i'm pretty sure that, that that's the right it, it's a bluetooth protocol specifically for audio it was first used in film and then they've brought it to dvd and then they brought it to um bluetooth but apple just doesn't support that very much like they don't support um blu-ray movies on the mac even though you can get around it with third-party software um 
but Bluetooth is definitely an option, and I think it's a it's a good option. It's not the best option. The one thing that I I struggle with Bluetooth on is pairing, and then uh, taking away that pair, and it's just irritating. Our new car that we bought this year has Bluetooth built in, and only Gretel's phone can go through the Bluetooth. I actually tried once to, to Bluetooth my phone to uh, the stereo system using Bluetooth, Tidal Hi-Fi, just to see if it would work, and it completely crapped out the, the new sound system. Oh, wow. Honestly, 20 grand on a car, and they put in a $50 sound system. It, uh, it's rubbish. It's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's hit and miss. It's also open to interference as well. So it depends how much you really value music and getting it as close to the originals as possible or the original copy you've got on your iOS device. If you're not so worried um, or maybe you're traveling a lot, you know, just go with what's going to work for you. Um, but remember, too, with Bluetooth, go charge the, the things all the time. Yeah. So it's something charge each and every single night. Um, yes, they, you know, many of them like Bose, the new sound, um, sound sport, uh, in ears, they, I think they claim about six hours of battery life. That's good. Uh, but if I use it for four hours every day, I still got to charge it every single night. Um, so it's not, not, there's not a perfect solution. I don't think, I think it's really going to be up to the individual. Um, the, I guess the other thing to note is that depending on the headphones you get and uh, going via the lightning port, you might actually get a much better quality sound than you would if you went through the internal uh, DAC-AMP combination of the iPhone anyway. Um, because if you look at a premium brand of, say, $500 headphones and they've got a lightning connector and a, a, a DAC-AMP combo built in, you're going to get quality. Yeah. At that price. You're just not going to get quality at, at the cheap price with that. So I think it, it comes down to the days of cheap headphones are long gone. I, I think yeah. if you want cheap headphones, you've got to rely on um, the iPhone SE. You've got to rely on using just a dongle and, and putting up with whatever sound quality comes out. Now, to be honest, it'll probably be a decent sound quality. It'll probably be reasonable for most people. But is it going to be as good as what's baked in? I'm not sure. And that's what has me worried. And I just hope that they bundle it with the new iPhone so that at least people have a stopgap in the interim to say, well, okay, I need to look at doing something else. The other thing that may even work, I mean, if you look at the dongle size, if you can get a number of the top DAC manufacturers coming in, Meridian Audio, Oppo, um, cord and, and so forth then you may get almost this uh, mix and match where you can actually say you know what let's just keep swapping the dongles and figuring out which one's better for me and still using your traditional 3.5 millimeter headphones um look the, the way really in summary I, I guess i don't believe it needs to be removed anytime soon yes it's over a century old technology yes a lot of people don't use it um, but if it ain't break, don't fix it. It might yeah. be over a century old, but it still works. Yeah, but you know how Apple is. Let's move on to the next thing. So, Yeah, and sometimes that isn't necessarily the best move. In long term, yeah, 
It will be, but they have to. In, in order for this to be successful from an audiophile perspective, and that's my perspective, they have to implement a high-quality audio codec um, on Bluetooth, and they've got to make sure that however they deal with, with a dongle situation, it's got to be at least to the same quality that comes out of the iPhone. Um, you know, I'm quite happy with the quality that comes out of the iPhone 5S. Um, without having an external DAC amp uh, connected to it. I value when I'm listening uh, on, on my walks and so forth, I value the portability and the fact that it fits in my pocket nicely. If I put another combo on there, uh, an extra gear, it's going to get messy. That's something else that I really worry about, a dongle, really, in my pocket. That's just a recipe for disaster, not to mention that I'll lose the damn thing. Um, They're cheaper so, by the gross. <laughs> yeah. Look, the, the other thing too, um, they, and this I haven't heard anywhere, but this is, look, the lightning port is complete digital. We know that. But what's to stop them from making a modified lightning port and throwing in a couple of analog prongs? And so it's just a different cable. So it does come out lightning, but... It can run analog as well. I don't think they would because that's kind of going backwards, but it would possibly allow them to move the internal DAC onto the same chip that controls and, and powers the lightning adapter. So that could be an interesting use. I'm not sure if they could even do that, but it's, it's something to consider. You know what? End of this year will be interesting. I honestly hope that they don't do it. Um, but as we know, and as Kevin said, they probably will because they, they say, well, it's time to move on to the next thing. Um, at least. Good news. The iPhone SE is still available. And let's just hope they don't let that die like they did the iPod Classic because that was a sad, sad death. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Well, I hope, Jim, I hope that's uh, answered your question. If not, let me know. And I will, I will dig around inside Mark. I will dig in Mark's little brain and try to find the remaining data that you need or uh, want for that. And folks, if you ever have any questions for Mark, myself, Mike, feel free to send us uh, and reach out to us on Twitter. Let us know what you want to know about. We're happy to talk about these sorts of things on the show. Uh, you know, it makes it easier for us. We can look up something. We can do a little research ahead of time. Hey, We don't have to think. If you guys give us questions... We don't have to think, what are we going to talk about this week? And trust me, that's actually hard. That's work. Yeah, that is. It's, you know, because Mark puts in so many things into the show notes that I have to go through and edit them. It's just, you know, the amount of it's, content. It's I, I put it in. Kevin takes it out. No, that's not going to work this week. Oh, shocking. It is. It's absolutely shocking. <laughs> shocking that I don't put anything in. <laughs> Folks, in other words, he doesn't put jack shit in. <laughs> He, he brings himself and contributes excellent content. Oh, that hurt to say. But uh, <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. I, I, I can talk out of my ass without needing show notes. I've been doing podcasting for enough years now that I'm, I'm pretty confident with roughly what we're going to talk about. Not everything, of course. Sometimes yeah. uh, I can fall flat on my face. But for most things that, that are tech-related, I've got at least some knowledge and enough perceived knowledge that I can at least – have a conversation or if I'm not sure I can ask a question of Kevin or Mike and, and find out some more information or just go on a complete rant about, you know, 
why this audio connection is better than that audio connection and confuse the hell out of Kevin and put him almost to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, all, all, all jokes aside, folks, I'll, I'll, I'll say something actually nice about Mark. It is great. He, he does... He does a good job when you put a question to him on something technical like this where he has um, a passion, I'll, I'll call it a passion, for things. And he really does, much like Mike and I both do in our areas of things that we're passionate about, we do know these things, we do it for fun, and then we enjoy bringing it to you. So again, anytime you have questions like this, feel free to hit us up, let us know what you want. Um, happy to share what we know. And happy to do a little research if needed to try to answer somebody's question. Not a real problem. We learn too. Yeah, everybody learns together. So that does that does now bring us to the end of the show. We hope you've enjoyed it. Mark, why don't you tell the good folks the best place to find out where you haven't already told people that you already are? Subjectivesounds.com is a new site to go to for everything related to my music nuttiness and... Um, Doing lots of reviews across there and, and just loving it. So uh, I've stepped away from technology, step, uh, except for this show, of course. Stepped away from writing um, about technology and that, and now it's just music. It's back to what my passion always was. And uh, so it's full steam ahead. Very good. And, folks, they do have some excellent pieces. Mark writes them. Elisa has written a couple or yes, three pieces. Yes, she's written some wonderful pieces as well. Yeah, and uh, I know we've mentioned Alistair has written some pieces over there, so go over and check it out at SubjectiveSounds.com. Folks, if you want to find out about more about me, you can always find me on Twitter at under uh, Twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A, uh, or go over to About.me forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, go over to Geekiest Show Ever. And yes, folks, I did say Geekiest Show Ever, not Freakiest Show at a couple people oh, geeky of, shower, but when you actually look at the, the web address it looks like geeky shower yeah yeah we, we don't What's shower it? together folks not yet anyway <laughs> the, <laughs> don't but, drop the soap yeah <laughs> soap on a rope anyway the uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yes anyway so folks <laughs> Mark, while Mark's losing it, please uh, please go over to geekiestshowever.com. Uh, Reviews and comments and iTunes are always welcome. We do appreciate all of you that have done that. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Oh, yeah. We, we hope you've enjoyed the show as much this week as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. And I believe Mike will be back with us next week. And with Mark, it's always a toss of the coin to see whether or not he'll be here. Yeah, it depends what I've got on next week. So, uh you know, we'll touch base and we'll, and we'll see. And, and uh, if I'm here, I'm here. If I'm not, you might go ahead without me. And uh, I, I know that with Captain Kevin at the helm, the ship won't sink. Yeah, well, I, that's what they said when I was on the Titanic, too. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, we want to thank you. And please remember, if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek and slap Mark. Let's talk, Let's talk Apple. We play all your favorite hits with no commercials. 24-7 music even the boss can enjoy. Okay, host Bart Bouchotts doesn't play the hits or really any music. What he does do is give you the monthly wrap-up of what's going on in the Apple ecosphere, along with great guests with different opinions. You can get the news anywhere. But Let's Talk Apple will tell you what it means. 
find it in iTunes, stoplightnetwork.com, or at lets-talk.ie domains. <laughs>